And it's like I went and got it for lunch one day. That is not a lunch sandwich. It's a it's a dinner dinner sandwich. sandwich. It's just it's the size of my face, for sure. Like it's easily like. Uh, probably six inches in diameter. Jeez, like in the oh my gosh. It's ridiculous. That I, and like eight slices of bacon, two burgers, like four slices of cheese. My heart was slowing. Yeah. <laughs> I find that fast food bacon is different from normal bacon. Everyone loves bacon. Are we still uh, in the bacon renaissance no. of the early... T- okay. Oh, go, go. Lord, no. Do you remember that? I mean, everyone was the like... Bacon. The early 2010s. Exa- yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it no. was like, you couldn't badmouth bacon. So I feel like, you know, I, I didn't want to be attacked, but... Um, I, uh, I do love bacon, and I know I think I know yeah, where you're going yeah. with this, uh, but you can have too much bacon. Yes, especially and, fast food bacon. That's what I was fa- going to say. Uh, food service bacon is god-awful. Yeah, it's fatty, like, it's stringy. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like paper thin mm-hmm, most of the time, mm-hmm. and that just comes from like whatever food service provider they have yeah. trying to get the cheapest quality bacon. But like, if there's a thick cut like smoky yes, pepper bacon, exactly. I, I love a good pepper bacon. Yeah. At oh any place. yeah, yeah. If I don't even know what applewood is, but if you smoke that with applewood, I'll take that too. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means, but it, it's it tastes good. I can tell you that. Yeah. But no, like if a place like promotes that they have a good bacon, yeah. I'm always like. Maybe. It's not going to be a fast food place, though. Exactly. It, it, that's going to be like flimsy, like you said, paper thin. I'm not even sure it's pig. I think it's some sort of other animal they've gotten bacon from. Maybe a warthog <laughs> from somewhere they ship warthog it. Warthog bacon? I think it might be warthog bacon, oh, which, which sounds more expensive, but... Or maybe it's warty pig. Warty pig Maybe not bacon. even warthog. Maybe it's warty pig oh, bacon. Man. Yeah, that they get from somewhere, you know, uh, that is not... It's you porg know, bacon. Yeah, porg. Porg bacon. <laughs> exactly. So... Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we're talking about The Pitch, uh, which is another one-hour-long episode, a a two-parter that they showed all in one night uh, of Seinfeld. As as one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it... Is uh, it aired uh, September sixteenth, nineteen ninety two? And let me just also uh, segue into a little bit. So we've been talking recently about uh, how I felt how great our Friday night episodes were when we record on Friday night. We either record on Sunday morning, Friday night, which I felt like have have been just solid episodes. The past couple have been Friday nights. We've been on fire for yeah, Friday nights. I, I feel so full of energy. I, I work all day and then I go home and take a nap and then I come to work and, uh-huh. and we just have a great conversation. Sunday morning is like I still have a good energy because I've rested all weekend. Uh-huh. I went to bed probably at eight on Friday night since we you know if we don't record. <laughs> and then on Saturday I pass out on the couch around again eight or nine uh, and then I wake up you know Sunday well rested and do yeah. but. This is another weird one because we're recording in the middle of the week when I have not napped yet or anything like that. So I've been up <laughs> since 4 a.m. And so the energy in my mind is going to be very weird because I'm not used to thinking at this time of yeah, day. I'm used yeah. to napping. You, you, you've you been up since 4 a.m. And as we're talking, it's currently 1240. Yeah, so yeah. you're due for a nap. <laughs> yeah, this, for is, sure. this is the end of my eight-hour day, essentially. <laughs> oh, and plus, I had that giant hamburger that I was talking about <laughs> that led into this episode. Um, so you're full and sleepy. Exactly. Oh, I'm lethargic. I'm ready to hibernate. Yeah, oh. yeah. I've eaten a summer's or a winter's worth of food i mean and i'm ready to sleep until summer so um i do want to mention also ted this is the first episode that i watched on 
my very own Hulu account. What? I have logged out oh, of Ted Hollowell's what? Hulu account. Oh, end of an era. I know, I know. It's going to be very... Okay. I'm going to miss out on like what you and Grace are watching at home because it's asking me if I want to resume all those. All of our recommendations <laughs> for the act <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Uh, what uh, else The are Twilight watching? movies, WWE, <laughs> Rugrats. I could tell you because I, every time I log in, I'm like, oh, well, cool. They're catching up on Rugrats. <laughs> well, or... well, most recently, we've been watching uh, episodes of SpongeBob on Prime. Ah, oh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So you haven't been on the Hulu. So um, on the Hulu, I love saying the Hulu. <laughs> you were on the Hulu. Um, yeah, so I a while back, I got tricked into a free trial of Spotify Premium, which is 10 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'll cancel that before it goes over. And then right as I was about to cancel, they were like, hey, now you get free Hulu with yeah. Spotify Premium. And I was like, 10 bucks for Spotify and Hulu? Well, yeah. I'd be and, an idiot and, now. And weren't you telling me like you actually started to like Spotify Premium? Like I, I know you were kind of like holding out on it before. Yeah. Not, not for the whole reason of, yeah, well, we work in it's radio. It's killing radio. I'm not going to get Spotify. Yeah, Meanwhile, no. I've had Spotify Premium for <laughs> years. I love it. I use that and radio for different reasons, for and different purposes. Exactly. They're two different things. Exactly. It's the same people who are worried about home taping killing the radio <laughs> industry. Like, we're still around, you know. Um, but the the holdoff was that I had Amazon Prime, and they had yeah. a pretty good selection of music, even new albums. But uh, the reason I signed up was because Starbucks was running a deal with Spotify, and I got I got a, a, like 250 stars for signing Ooh. up. And it was a free month. You get the stars. You keep the stars. Uh, oh, nice. And then, that's awesome. And then it was like, cancel after that first month. And I was like, oh, that's what I'll do. But then I was like, well, you yeah, add Hulu. It's like I'm paying five bucks for each. I can look at it that way or, yeah, or whatever. Really? So so now I've got my own Hulu account. Uh, and uh, that's, yeah, so that's the big news. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'll have to delete the Murphy's profile, even though you never used it. You guys just used because the Because my Ted smart TV wouldn't one. ask me to, yeah. It's okay. It never it's even okay. asked. You don't, yeah. you don't have to apologize yeah. to me or anything. So now you guys can go back to watching stuff that you might be embarrassed that I see <laughs> that you, you weren't able to finish or whatever. Well, I, I, ne- I never did figure <laughs> Is there out, Hulu porn? Is there I, porn on Hulu? I don't know if there is. There's, I wonder what the most not, hardcore thing sh- on Hulu is. There's not is. straight up porn, but yeah, I, yeah. there's got to be like some raunchy hentai. Oh no! Well, maybe not. Like, maybe not like full on hentai, but like raunchy anime, anime for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like we're not getting into like tentacles, te- tentacles yeah. and like giant like monsters. There's some Attack on Titan, but there's yeah. not going to be like Attack on Titan fan fiction hentai. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder what the most. Hard- I'll, I'll have to do a search for the most hardcore thing on Hulu. Hardcore Hulu. That's oh, my new podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure that's like a what culture YouTube video. I'm I'm Simon from What Culture, and here's the nine most raunchy things you can watch right now on Hulu. That sounds that sounds pretty good. Well, then maybe it'll be it'll be my TikTok series then. Uh, hardcore Hardcore Hulu. Oh um, God! And uh, so I was able to log in today from the work computer because I I took a I I know I promised an old millennial screenshot of something we had from homework from the trip part two, but I had to take an actual shot of the screen. And so I, uh, I, I kind of disappointed. Yeah, something's been going on with my camera. It hasn't been working. Like, I take a picture and it okay. doesn't work. So um, our homework last week, we had a couple of things we wanted to w- go back and look at the episode. Did you go back and look? I didn't have time That's to. That's fine. I, I wrote them down to remember, yeah. so I didn't forget to do yeah. them. I just didn't have time. Well, I can even, I can even show you. Oh, yeah. You, the, you have them on your phone? Well, no. Okay, so the one thing we wanted to know was, did Clint Howard react when the cops get a call for the smog strangler? Because... Clint Howard, it turns out, is the smog strangler. And so I was like, oh, how cool would that be if you go back and watch? And they're like, they're like, and that's a 702. And he's like, that's the smog strangler. And Clint Howard like looks all shady or something like that. Clint Howard has no reaction really? when they mention the smog strangler. Yeah, wow. he's just Master looking out the actor. windows. 
I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe they never told either, him. Either that or they just like never wrote it into the script that he was the smog strangler. Exactly. It was probably just, a, you know, maybe not so, an afterthought, but something they just didn't tell him, you know. Big, big continuity error. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he was just playing it so cool, and that's why he's such an adept serial killer, you know? Maybe, but he's not a cool guy. Like, the character no, no. is not a cool guy. Like, but he's, he's been able to, to get away into with... into a car in broad daylight. And also, but I mean, he was killing all these beautiful blonde women. Somehow he was getting them alone in the woods. Or maybe that's just where he was dumping them. We don't know his <laughs> M.O. We don't know the Smog Strangler's M.O. Or why they even call him that. Just because it's true. L.A.? I, guess I think that was maybe. another New York L.A. jab. Like, oh, everything in L.A. is about smog. Remember yeah. Jerry had the, the bit? That's the big buzzword, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and the, the other thing we wanted to see was Larry David in... The in the hallway, hallway right? and Larry Charles in the hallway when Kramer opens the door and the two cops are standing there. So there he is. You can't miss him when you're looking for him. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so go to at no hugging and you can see this picture that I've tweeted. Um, and I believe it, that's it looks photoshopped like he's the way he's over on the side. It yeah. looks like he's just <laughs> added in there. And someone's like, oh, yeah, you know. What would make a good addition to this like menacing lineup of cops? Larry, Larry David, David, just yeah. on the side. <laughs> Do you mean he looks photoshopped because you recognize him, or like the lighting looks? He doesn't. Off? He doesn't both. He doesn't yeah, look yeah. like he belongs there. You're like right. I thought he was going to be dressed as a cop, oh. not not just like as someone. No, he's there's only as it looks like two or three cops there. There's only <laughs> and, and everyone else is just hotel onlookers, or I mean, uh, you know, uh, apartment onlookers. I guess, yeah. yeah. And I believe that's Larry Charles right next to him, the one that looks like Rick Rubin. The, oh, the showrunner, yeah, yeah. You know, for... from um, uh, the parking garage, right? Right, yeah, 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 he's in that one too. So again, at no hugging is where you can see great uh, <laughs> screenshots like that. Hashtag great content. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention, that's that's all the homework, but I did see this because it has to do with the trip. California, you know, everyone's trying to go green these days, and California's certainly at the forefront of, of some of those um, efforts, and they're thinking about banning miniature shampoo bottles from what? hotels. I know. How disappointed would George really? be oh if he God. got to the hotel and there was no miniature shampoo bottle because he was so <laughs> impressed with that. But I was like, oh, my gosh. So that's crazy. And it's, you know, it I guess imme- you could immediately be a three-star review on, on, <laughs> oh, on Yelp. If not less. Oh, my God. I mean, okay, no shampoo bottle. And they tucked him in. One star, if you ask me. <laughs> that's one star because he was so impressed with the lotion. But they're thinking about getting rid of those bottles completely because I guess they're wasteful. I really don't know what they do. I'm like, every time I get to one, I'm... I'm I, I, wouldn't mind if they got rid of those. Yeah. I take my own. I'm not using strange shampoo and strange soap. And I always wonder, I'm like, are they refilling these or are they throwing them out each time? Yes. Because I have, a, I have a feeling they're supposed to throw them out. But I'm like, there's no safety seal on there. No. They might just go, oh, this person used half the shampoo bottle, fill it up with yeah. a little bit and, of shampoo, and then, twist yeah. it back on, and we're then done. They can take like a little Lysol wipe or something to like the cap, you hope. maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, you hope they want to put that much effort into it. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're probably not going to. Yeah, so I don't know what happens to those, but if certainly if they are throwing, tossing out these, you know, these, you know, pretty large, a large amount of small plastic mm-hmm. bottles, then yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with getting rid of them. But I do, anytime I go in there, Nice. I will take them. I, I steal them and I'll, really? yeah, I'll you, travel you with them. them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love taking little shampoo bottles. And the other great thing you can take in hotel rooms now, there's Keurigs in a lot of hotel rooms. Oh so my God. I gank those K cups, man. I, I fill my cabinets with them. It's great. Man. Not that I stay in a ton of hotels, but normally there's like two regulars, maybe a decaf, maybe a tea K cup, yeah, yeah. you know, a breakfast tea. And I'll take, I'll leave the decaf. I brought one once because I was like, 
You never know. You might have a guest that wants decaf, <laughs> like Bookman. What do you mean? You get instant coffee. You leave it in the thing. You forget about it. Someone wants coffee. You have coffee. Um, so I, I take. The, I have one thing of decaf, but that's what I love stealing from hotel rooms now is K-Cups. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Uh, which are wasteful in their own way. People don't like them for that reason, too. Yeah. like I, I always thought, well, and I, I didn't always think, but I kind of thought like K-Cups by nature whenever they became trendy, were supposed to be, like, compostable mm-hmm. or recyclable yeah. or something. And then I bought a, a Keurig, and I'm like, oh, this is just a big, big amount of waste yeah, that this yeah. is creating. I mean, there. I guess, I don't know what what's stopping us from recycling them. I guess the coffee inside? You, you would literally have to take off the foil cap, yep. rinse out all of oh, the grounds, God. dry the plastic cup, oh, wow. and then you'd only be able to recycle the plastic cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there are, I mean, you know, you can get K-Cups that look kind of weird, and they have the little tab on the foil that you can peel off and make it mm-hmm. easier to peel off. And then I'm like, now now what do I do with it? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, so it, it, it just sucks that they didn't make that easier. But that really wasn't their job. Their job was to sell an easy way to make coffee, and they did it. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I, the only thing I can think of uh, for additional, not e- even homework, but news, uh, if you missed the finale to the Downvoter saga, oh, we yes. released a breaking news report uh, a few days ago on our Apple Podcasts and RSS feed. Check it out. Seriously, only a couple of minutes yeah, long. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it uh, it gets the conclusion that we were looking for. Yeah, and it would have been on this episode, but this episode's already too long because this is an hour-long episode, so uh, we might as well get to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Season 4, Episode 3, The Pitch. Uh, as you said, original air date, September 16th, 1992. As we pointed out, last week, uh, almost a month after the last episode, and you pointed out that it was because of the Olympics. Yeah, I believe the Summer Games were mm-hmm. going on, uh, and d- are you going to do the preamble? Uh, yeah, I'll, oh, okay. I'll get excellent, into the preamble. Excellent. Yeah, I was negative three months and four oh, yeah. days old. Uh, if you're looking in TV Guide the night of September 16th, you're going to see Jerry's approached by network executives and asked to create a new television show. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I, I missed uh, all the stuff before I do that stuff. Uh, if you want, uh, listen to the whole thing. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if We can only really check the reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's the only way we have of checking. Uh, if you do that, we'll send you a no-hugging, no-learning sticker if you get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us by emailing us nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com or hitting us up on Twitter at nohugging. That being said, uh, we are not a research-heavy podcast. I'm watching these episodes for the first time. Tim's watching these episodes for the first time after being a lifelong fan. Uh, If we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please let us know. I just said our email. I just said our Twitter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you weren't paying attention, hit that back button. Go back (laughs) by 30 seconds. Smash that back button, Ted. In the the new internet age, you always smash. Smash that back button. You don't just like click on buttons. You You smash them these days. You gotta smash it. Smash that subscribe (laughs) button, bros. Uh, so yeah, and we start uh, as always with a stand-up bit, and this is about um, parents taking their kids on historical vacations. Uh, I love that he mentions his, uh, um, Colonial Williamsburg because that's down near where I'm from in the 757. Oh yeah, uh, that's right, right there. I could I could walk to um, <laughs> the battlefields and 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 stuff like that. So we we went on Colonial Williamsburg trips a lot in really? in school. Yeah, and uh, he also mentions Amish what, country. Is it, is it a battlefield? Is Williamsburg? Well, I mean Williamsburg. I don't know if any giant battles took place there, but York, but it was just like a colonial Yorktown. Yeah, Yorktown, Jamestown, okay. and Williamsburg are the, are the triangle okay. of uh, of historical areas down there. Yeah, Williamsburg was I guess mainly a settlement. Okay. Um, yeah, and people love the governor's mansion. People love walking up and down Merchant Square. Um, and it's it's a nice little, you know. I, I would hate to have been who had have 
been taken there on a trip as a kid, except the Bush Gardens Williamsburg is there, and that's a blast. So that's a great theme park. I even worked there for a little bit. He also mentions Amish country, too, which maybe as a Pennsylvanian you oh my were dragged God. to. Uh, I was never dragged ah. to. I lived there. What? Where'd you live? Do you live in uh, Hershey? or No, all of Pennsylvania is oh, Amish country. all of it is okay. Pretty okay. much, I, yeah. I guess I, I guess If I you go to any place with... that isn't like a city of more than like 15,000 people, they you're got the in Amish, Amish yeah. country. I guess yeah. I, I just think of it as more like Lancaster. Like that's the capital of the Amish universe. It, that's the capital. But that's like saying, like, oh, yeah, if you're, like, in a country other than the United States, yeah. oh, yeah, all Americans live in New York City. Oh, okay, got it, that's got like it. Say, <laughs> it's basically saying all Amish people are in Lancaster. It's just, it's the Amish New York City is Lancaster. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but I, my high school job, I was delivering pizza. Yeah. And I delivered all the time to Amish people. Wow. Yeah. And huh. I, I, anytime I tell people that, they're like, huh, really? I know, Amish yeah, yeah. people get pizza? <laughs> you're like, like that's yeah, that, gotta I mean, be... That, they're people. They, they just they just don't use electricity. Yeah, that, that's it. Oh, but someone else can, and they can bring. They can make them pizza. They, you know, they, they go to a phone booth. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Who goes to a phone booth? <laughs> the Amish people. They can, oh, they can they can use they like, can the use phone electric- booth. They just yeah. can't own electricity. Exactly. They just can't. Yeah, and even in some communities, like the yeah. elder can have electric in their house. Ah. It's interesting. I yeah, don't know yeah. all the ins and outs of the Amish. And nobody does, and that's why faith? that's why they're I, is surprised. It a faith? I, I believe so. I okay. think you can call it a faith, a sect, maybe. Okay. I don't know anything about the Amish sect. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's and that's why people were like, Pizza, really? Because you're like, I feel like from ordering to eating, they're breaking so many rules. <laughs> and no one knows the rules, but it's like, gosh, you know, uh, um, it's got to be against the rules, you know, know. just because they, they seem so strange. I don't think it is. But I love, I love that part in, I think it's Sex Drive, where the car breaks down and Seth Green plays the oh Amish my guy, God. and he's like computer, and uh, and he's like, oh yeah, it's um, you know, a box, and he's got. I'm just messing with you, dude. I know what a computer is. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to watch that movie again. I was gonna, I, I've I only wonder. ever seen like the Comedy Central version of <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. so I, I'm wondering like just how edited that was. And I wonder if it holds up. I think Chris Evans oh, is in it. Oh is god, it? there's no way it holds. You don't up. think it holds up? There's no way. <laughs> and, any comedy movie from like 2010, any teen sex comedy from that oh my era. God. <laughs> You're gonna watch it, and there's gonna be like, uh, like the bad f bombs. There's gonna be like people saying like, "Oh yeah, he's like retard." Oh, I'm not gonna say. I'm God. not saying yeah, more. Yeah, right, right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be using uh, gay as a ra- as a slur uh-huh. as well. Uh huh. <laughs> might be right about that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Maybe Sex Drive was like the end of the teen sex comedy era. You know, we sort of were like. <laughs> Or like, oh, that, I don't know whether Sex Drive was before or after the last American Pie movie, American Wedding. Uh, uh, oh, way after. It was Sex Drive was after. Okay, way, maybe way, Sex Drive was way the end. after. But I mean, they made quite a few directed DVD American Pie movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really count like those. Naked Mile. Yeah, and... yeah. Stifler's Brother or whatever that was I don't called. Even know. Yeah. No, they, I think they seriously made one about Stifler's brother. Um, remember his little brother in the movie? Yeah. Uh, it was weird. But uh, so maybe like Sex Drive was the end of the teen sex comedy era of that generation, and Superbad was like the beginning. I bet there's a little bit of. Oh, fold yeah. over there where you're like, oh, that was sort of the beginning where we like, I would say it's like the woke teen sex comedy. Maybe, you know, yeah. like uh, there, there are interesting issues in that. The Judd Apatow teen sex comedy era, true, I true. guess. Uh, before we move on from the stand-up yeah. scene, uh, we have a new season logo. Mm. Uh, for this, it's vaporwave. What? It's vaporwave as fuck. Vaporwave. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's purple text with a red triangle over the eye. How did I uh, miss this? A gold stroke on the purple text. What? And TV static as the what? background. Oh, yeah, I gotta go back it's and see ridiculous. this. Now I gotta go back and see this. <laughs> 
Uh, that Jerry's super tan, and there's a weird wood paneling in the comedy. Okay, club. the wood paneling. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you pointed that out because I was like, "Is that new? I think that's new." So, <laughs> it's new. All right. It's new because it's always just been like a blank. Uh, yeah, slate for the background. Yeah, and now yeah. you've got this wood paneling. Okay, that doesn't I, it, wood look paneling good. with curtain. Yeah, 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 it doesn't look good at all. I like though. I did like the joke about the Amish country. He's like, kids when they th- said, "What's the big deal?" Someone with no phone, no TV, no whatever. He was like, "You just got a whole uh, community of people who are grounded." He was like, "We didn't, we didn't, <laughs> have, we didn't have any of that stuff." So uh, I thought that was kind of a funny bit, and and it. They didn't sit on it for too long. You yeah. know what I mean? We would get right into the show after yeah. that, which if, is great. If this would have gone on for like another 15, even 20 <laughs> seconds, yeah. I would have been like, oh. Yeah. It was a funny little tag. Like, uh, uh, the Amish, they live like they're grounded. That's funny. All right, now we're into the episode, right? Yeah. So outside the improv. The original improvisation yeah, is the name yeah. of the place, which is so weird. Yeah. Where I, improv is, is uh, in capital letters. Yeah, different text. So yeah. I, liked, I never knew that the improv had a full... Name like that, yeah. So I, I, so I learned a little something. But this was uh, the improv at three fifty eight West Forty Fourth Street. Which anytime I see an address in the sign, say that like on yeah, the banner, yeah, said it oh. on the awning, yeah. Okay. And so anytime I see that, I have to look it up. Uh, and so, like I did with uh, the the coffee shop a couple of episodes ago. Um, so the improv definitely used to be there. Uh, you know, they didn't just make that banner for the show, but now it's the Producers Club Theaters and Bar. So it's not the improv Talk anymore. About a long name. Yeah, I know, I know. And so I guess you can just go, though, see a little show. I don't know whether it's like an off-Broadway theater or something like that. It doesn't sound uh, too big. But, yeah, so it's it's a totally different thing now, and it's no longer the improv. Uh, but inside the improv, which, by the way, I mean, is this the club that Jerry is? This is the first time we've seen this bar here at the improv. Is this yeah. a club he's performing at in I his think, red room? I think so. I think that's what we're led to believe. Yeah, I, I mean, because he's talking about his set with Tommy, who yeah. we, he, we learn is up next, I'm yeah. guessing. So it might be like an open mic, they're testing new stuff out, yeah. or so, something like that. Where or the just com- a normal weeknight show where exactly. they just run through where, the comics. Com- where comedians go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, we're led to believe that Jerry just performed and he's at the bar, and yeah. Tommy's still at the bar ready to about go to up. About to go up, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, him and Tommy are talking about Gettysburg, mm-hmm. which ties right back into Claudia Williams. Did you ever go on Gettysburg field trip? No, I really? didn't. Really? I cannot believe this. Yeah, I never, I never went to Gettysburg. Wow. And I'm from Pennsylvania. I was going to say, it had to be like an hour or two away, max. Uh, like maybe, I, I think like two, two and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, my parents stop in Gettysburg on the way up here from Virginia, from yeah. Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah, well, so, it's, it's, or they have da- done it's that, down I around think. Harrisburg. Harrisburg's okay. like a two and a half hour trip I from got it, I'm got at. it, yeah. Yeah, Pennsylvania is wild. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that we had. <laughs> After living in a state that was very skinny, we moved up here from Mississippi, and so yeah, you could yeah. get from one side to the other in like literally an hour maybe yeah. not even that and so yeah that it's very different now going east to west and and never reaching another state yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so uh th- then george is there too and george and jerry uh, are uh, still talking about i guess colonial times and stuff like that and george wants to know if there was toilet paper during the civil war he's just really hung up and like what did they use what did they do for toilet paper yeah yeah did, did they did each soldier have their own role or did they just give them like a giant wad or something yeah at the beginning of the tour or whatever like they just and you have to ration it out yourself oh no if i was gonna guess i mean they did not use toilet paper or they used leaves or something like that i just found out today that um that when when the sears roebuck ca- uh, catalog first started being mailed to people uh-huh they stopped buying toilet paper. They just used the Sears Roebuck catalog. Are you catalog kidding me? Because people were like, well, why am I going to buy toilet paper when they send oh me this thing for free? God. I know. I just learned that today. So oh, people weren't as concerned hurt. with TP in, in the early advent of indoor plumbing as or as or outdoor plumbing as George might have hoped. 
You know, I don't think he would have survived if he cared about toilet paper that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. You know? If, if present-day George, yeah. as in, like, 1992 George, <laughs> yeah, yeah. was in the Civil War... He would not survive. Never would, would have not, made it. Not make it very quick. Yeah, but or not make it very long. I guess. You but then say. Jerry starts joking about something that I would find hard to believe does not exist—a toilet paper museum. Yeah. Because Jerry's like, "Why does everything come down to toilet paper with you?" I mean, it is obviously very. I think George takes his bathroom <laughs> time very seriously. I think we've oh, already yeah. seen a couple of times that that you know he he has like. A ritual and a routine, and it's a very important time to him. Um, so, but Jerry, you know, pokes a little fun at him. He's like, "Why not a toilet paper museum? Toilet paper through the ages and stuff like that." <laughs> I bet there, there's got to be a toilet paper museum somewhere. Probably. We're anyway. gonna, all right, we're gonna have to look that up. Okay. Toilet paper museum homework for next week. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, as uh, Jerry and George are finishing up this conversation, Stu Chermack from NBC introduces himself uh, along with Jay Crespi. Which uh, George takes the time to try to spell, which he does correctly, C-R-E-S-P-I. Yeah. Um, and George says he has a talent for spelling names, and Jerry tells him to split so he can talk to these guys. And they offer Jerry a development deal at NBC. They just want to be in the Jerry Seinfeld business. I guess, yeah. yeah they, they just really like his act, and they say, like, yeah, if you, if you have any ideas, yeah. uh, we, we'd love to hear it. Like, not pitching him anything. They're giving him yeah. total creative freedom. Yeah, if you have an idea for a show. Yeah. And I have does a feeling... That, like, does that happen? I think, in ni- I think the network comes to the comedian now with an with idea. An idea. I don't know. I think still, like... I think that's what a development deal is. It's like, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of money if you have an idea, you know, and, and you come up with it. Interesting. Um, George comes back. Yeah. And he... It, it, Jerry's telling him, like, that NBC wants to offer him a development deal... And uh, George is saying that he could definitely come up with an idea. And is it here that George is giving him the ideas? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he's, he says, look at all the junk that's on TV. <laughs> Obviously uh, a, a rip uh, or a rib at themselves. Oh, this yes. episode is so meta. Oh, yeah. It's about to get so meta up in, up in the Seinfeld universe. <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, that's one of the first things. And, and it gets a little extra laugh from the audience because we get the wink and the nod. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his first show idea is that Jerry is a gymnastics coach who has a son who does not want to go into gymnastics. But he's trying, he's trying to push him into gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> that was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. That's a really bad idea. idea. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a B storyline from an episode of Glee or something. You know, like that's not an entire series. You know, uh, that, that's something that like you see the gym teacher in one episode and then he never shows up again, you know. Uh, but then his next idea I didn't think was that bad. You run an antique store and you get involved in people's lives. I think that's a great, I mean, I thought that was a great episode for a show because think about it. Somebody brings in. You think that would make a good episode or you think no, that would make a good show? That's a great episode for a show because I think this is before the advent of Antiques Roadshow. But so George was on the forefront of that. Okay. He's, he's already been on the forefront of a couple of things like. An That's app true. about where to find the great public bathrooms and stuff like that. You know, uh, um, MeUndies. He invented MeUndies, a pair of underwear for every day of the week. Oh, my God. So he, he sort of predicted how big Antiques Roadshow was going to be, gigantic for PBS. And so it, and it, every episode writes itself. Somebody brings in an artifact, and they're like, how much is it? Well, first of all, it's Pawn Stars. Just in yes. sitcom. I mean, Pawn Stars is a reality show. It's all scripted. <laughs> George did Pawn Stars. Okay, so that's that's what 
George did. But I mean, so somebody brings in an item and Jerry gets involved in their lives somehow. He, he somehow traces this item like, oh, yeah, my grandfather had this. I don't know what it is. And, and then he solves that mystery for them. Every antique is, a, is there's a story and a mystery inside. Huh. I, think that's a, I think George had a, a billion dollar idea right there. Man. That only looking back in the era of, of Rick from Pawn Stars, Rick and Chumley, can we go, wow. <laughs> George was so far ahead of his time. There is a sitcom yeah. about antique stores. NBC should have hopped on this. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, but Jerry laughs him off. Jerry laughs him. Oh, Jerry knows best. Yeah, yeah, because uh, an- antiques aren't it. They're, yeah, they're, they're not the the current hip mm-hmm. thing. And not they, in '92, he was about 20 years ahead. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, were they? I'm guessing they were before, and they just weren't it anymore. They weren't on know? TV. Is that what you mean? Oh, or they, do you think like antiques were big in like 1989 or '88 or something? Possibly, there was some antique possibly, boom. Possibly. My parents, and then it was done, and people were like, "Ugh, enough with antiques." You and might then it be just right. came back. Because my parents... Because everything cycles back around. Yeah, and my parents loved antiques. Like, I can think of so many times that my brother and sister Were there and me, a lot of antiques in your house when you were a kid? Yeah. So yeah. then... then uh, yeah, absolutely. There must... I, did, I never there considered it... There was an antique it, boom before this. I, I never considered it part of a boom, but you, you've got to be right. Because I remember sitting in the car, my parents going into another antique store Ugh. that A, we didn't want to go into, and B, they didn't want us to go into because we could break something expensive. <laughs> so they just left you in the car? They leave us in the car, <laughs> or there was like a parking lot we could run around. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But Man. that's not safe either. There was a game we played called... Man, Wa- early 90s. I know, I know. I, I, and I feel bad when I leave <laughs> like a kid in the car to take another kid into daycare at a private residence. Yes. I'm like, oh God, I hope nothing happens no one no meanwhile one, i hope no one sees me my parents yeah. my my sister and brother and i and my cousins made up a game called lost in the woods jesus that we would play when my parents would go antiquing <laughs> let's play lost in the woods <laughs> and the game was our parents have abandoned us in the woods which by the way was not far off <laughs> they abandoned shit. us in the woods yeah 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 the stories are great growing up in the late 80s to early 90s playing lost in the woods so yeah the antique boom wow i, I learned a little this this is this is turning out to be a great episode you know the middle of the day episode's not so bad um so we'll, we'll, we'll save that judgment for when we're we're two hours deep and we're finally finishing this thing yeah yeah exactly uh so all right we're, we're leaving the bar and, and jerry's still making fun of Jer- uh, george's antique store idea in the apartment now kramer's got an idea kramer is at the end of his pitch to jerry for a show yeah we, we come in and kramer's just like and you're the manager of the circus <laughs> yeah, yeah which is a great way to come into it and so he's like just imagine it all the freaks and you're and jerry's like no this is not a good idea but kramer's adamant that people want to see freaks which also sort of predicts reality tv in and of itself as well yeah you know? <laughs> so um and then newman comes in uh, jerry gives him a hello newman but it's very half-assed yeah it doesn't even get an applause just a very flat and hello newman and newman doesn't return with a hello jerry it's yeah. like they hadn't figured that out yet that we were gonna love that so it was like hello newman and then that was, and then that was it. newman just gla- yeah, yeah that was it no no raucous applause yeah. or anything like that uh and newman is trading his motorcycle helmet for kramer's radar well, detector his, his ex-girlfriend's oh, motorcycle yeah. helmet <laughs> Uh, because yeah. uh, Jerry's like, you had a girlfriend? He's like, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jerry says that the, that radar detector's got to be worth a lot more than that helmet. Mm-hmm. You're cheating him. And Newman's like, don't say anything. Yeah. So Newman knows that he's cheating Kramer. Yeah. For sure. Um, but uh, th- this stood out to me, too, because I can't remember who said it. But someone says the line, I'm getting gypped. And, and we don't hear that anymore. 
Oh, you mean no one says that nowadays? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I might have even said it this episode, actually. <laughs> I, I think, I, think I still say it. But I do feel... You, you don't hear it nearly as often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still say, what a jip. I yeah. do, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm starting... Like, no one's... I, I don't think anyone's actually on the train of getting rid of it. But, I mean, I always wonder, like, is it a slur? <laughs> I, I mean, I think it is, but uh, it's it's against gypsies. Yeah, and again, you could... And I think gypsy in itself is a slur on... Could be. On uh, uh, salespeople. Or or the actual gypsies of Eastern Europe, yeah. you know? And, and so it's like... And they were... Oh, boy. I feel like we're in, that, we're in like that dumb. We're unpacking something here. I know, yeah, yeah. And, like, we're one of us is... We're all trying... We're, like, tip, trying to tiptoe and, like, not say something <laughs> offensive, like... And they are certainly a less than morale people, can I say that? Like, maybe they picked some pockets, I don't know! Let's just move higher. on. Yeah. Let's move on. But one time, I, I so I was listening to a right-wing radio host, fill in the blank, and he kept saying, <laughs> I, I've told you about this, and maybe I've even said it on the show, he kept saying it like a slur, and ever since then, I've been like, oh, I gotta yeah. stop saying that word. He was like, Oh, we're going to jip out of this, so we're going to jip in and out, and uh, maybe we'll jip back in, and then we'll jip back out. And he would really lay into it. I was like, I know I've mentioned this before. I I remember us talking about this on the show. Why? why, why, I don't remember why, but anyway. And And it just felt dirty. Yeah, and ever since then, I I felt dirty saying it, so. But it, and it did, so that's why the same word stuck out to me. But, you know, we find out that uh, the radar detector you know, Kramer does the trade anyway, and because Jerry spills the beans as soon as Kramer walks back in, he's like, "Don't say anything." He's like, "All right, I won't." Yeah. And he's like, "Kramer, he's trying to jip you." Is that where he says it? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's where it is. And but uh, but so Kramer does the trade anyway. Yeah, and uh, New- and Newman's trying to like renege on the deal, and we get our first like, like Kramer's trying to renege. Kramer's on Kramer's trying to yeah, renege yeah. on the deal, and we get our first word of the day, like our Seinfeld <laughs> back and forth yeah, is yeah. renege. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, but like J- Jerry intervenes, uh, he pulls the radar detector out. He pulls the helmet out. He switches them. So Newman has the radar detector. Kramer has the yeah. helmet. And Newman walks out. And Jerry immediately asks Kramer, "Is like, does that thing, does that thing work?" <laughs> Kramer's just like, "Nah, nah, of course not." So Kramer was getting him the whole time. <laughs> he was the jipper. Um, oh, now, we're, now we're at monks. No, no, just don't, <laughs> don't edit that out. Uh, talking, talking to our producer. Um, uh, we're at monks. Someone got a postcard from Elaine. Jerry, I guess, got a postcard from Elaine. I guess that's kind of weird. Yeah. I forget who said it, but she's with her shrink in London. They're traveling the world. Yeah, um, and she'll be back in a few weeks. Yeah, something about that seems unethical. Like <laughs> I know. Yeah, like what shrink is dating his patients? Yeah, like, I can. Uh, yeah. Are you only like able to sleep with emotionally vulnerable women? Yeah, that open up to you. Something's got to be against some sort of oath you take as a oh psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you won't don't do that. Sleep with the patients. <laughs> yeah. How many times do we have to tell you, Keith? Yeah, and then um, who's Keith? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just um, made it up. Yeah, like t- there's a Keith t- listing who's t- like, holy shit, they're t- on to me. Typical white guy name. <laughs> yeah, typical psychiatrist name. God, we could sit here and stereotype psychiatrists all day. <laughs> Thank God no one's stopping us from doing that. The gypsies, on the other hand, we're not going right. to... Okay, stop it. <laughs> um, and then George uh, wonders why there's no salsa on the table. And he points out that it's the... He said it's the second most popular condiment or something like that. He says it's the, it's number, the one number one condiment, condiment in America. In America. Like, uh, what? No. I, yeah, I was... I would be... I would, I'm very incredulous on that, that statistic, <laughs> but maybe it was. And so George and Jerry have their very... Uh, another very Seinfeldian conversation about the word salsa, another word of the yeah, day. and how, how difficult it would would be for a Hispanic person to yeah. order some salsa. Salsa. Se- yeah. And I, seltzer. 
seltzer. Oh, yes, yeah, salsa and seltzer. seltzer. That's yeah. what Salsa, seltzer. You have the salsa, then you have the salsa. Uh, yeah, and, and then George is like, this should be the show. Uh, and, and Jerry kind of, he's like, yeah, right. He's like, no, really, this should be the show, you know? Nothing. And yeah. this is the first time we hear that it should be a show about where nothing, nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, a show about nothing. Uh, like, for instance, that remember we waited for that table in the Chinese restaurant? Back in the TV, TV show. show. Meta. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Jerry's like, he brings him around on it. I mean, they, yeah. they talk about how, you know. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to point out, there, there's one line before we move out of Monks. Yeah. Uh, where Kramer... Or not Kramer. Jerry is saying, "Oh well, who would write it?" Yeah, and George is like, "What writer? It's a sitcom." <laughs> yeah, another great meta gag. <laughs> uh, and they they uh, they took a couple shots at sitcom writers uh, with Elaine too in the past with her Murphy Brown yeah, uh, yeah. script. Yeah, yeah. It's like how hard could it be? Um, so back in Jerry's apartment, Jerry is explaining to Kramer. I guess the idea, right? Uh, that it's going to be my show. There's going to be me and my friends. Well, and it's not that he didn't like the idea of the show. He didn't like the idea of a character yeah, based on him. Kramer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Kramer wants to play Kramer. Yes. And Jerry's like, but you can't act. <laughs> yeah. Which is just a, a total, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, who would have thought? You know. Yeah. And I love, I love pointless arguments like that. It reminded me, you know, it's like Kramer doesn't want to be an actor, but now the fact that Jerry has told him you can't act. Which, by the way, he does want to be an actor. Yeah. Or, or he, you know, maybe he gave up on that dream. But and so that's a double burn from Jerry. I mean, he knew that <laughs> he knew that he's already failed at doing that. You yeah, know, what I mean, so ow. seriously, I, I guess I can understand why Kramer. But I love pointless arguments like that. Like one time, you know, I, I mentioned how oh, I wouldn't want to be a, a high school teacher or something like that, and my wife was like, oh yeah, you wouldn't be a, a very good high school teacher. I was like, uh, I didn't say that. I think <laughs> I'd be Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society, but I don't want to be. <laughs> They're two different things, whether I could or whether I want to be. So it started like a whole you, you pointless just, argument. You just accidentally walk into getting roasted. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So it starts a whole pointless argument about how why I would be a good high school teacher, but I don't want to be one. Um, and then, but Newman barges in and he yeah. was pulled over. Comes, he comes in ranting about yeah. the radar detector. He's saying, the funniest thing happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he blames Kramer for selling him a bum radar detector. Yeah, and we get another line here that yeah. is just, it, it sticks out. Oh, no. And you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And Because <laughs> uh, Newman's telling him like this whole story, and Kramer's like, wow. You gotta pay the ticket. Yeah, wow. That's queer, huh? <laughs> yeah. Which didn't stick out to me as much as, you owe me for the ticket. Think again, Mojambo. I don't know what it means. It sounds of African descent, and I, that's I, I. I'm I'll look it up for homework for next week. Mojambo? But I'm not happy about it. Yeah, think again, Mojambo. I don't even want to know what it's from, but we're gonna find out anyway. So write down Mojambo for next week, and well, and then also somehow Jerry gets involved in, in being responsible for the ticket. Yeah, uh, what he brings up. Uh, that it's bad karma or something? Is that what it was? Oh, um... Or am I Newman, skipping forward? Newman says it's bad karma, Kramer. That's and right. Jerry and Jerry goes, karma, Kramer? Karma, Kramer. Yeah, yeah. So kind of thinking like, oh, maybe that can be the character in the show yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a funny thing. Yeah, he's, he's already taking yeah. notes. So um, that's all I got for this scene. Yeah, and uh, coming back to like Kramer's line, yeah. I did look it up, and the main definition, number one definition on Google, on Webster's, of queer oh, yeah. is strange semicolon odd sure so it it is a the right word of course of course it is it yeah. is the right word it's just jarring to hear yeah now it's 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 taken on um a different 
Well, not a different meaning. Well, I guess maybe it is a different yeah, meaning. I mean, yeah. it, uh, Google like obviously does list like uh, number two definition and number three definition as offensive slur like, yeah. to a uh, homosexual person. Yeah. But number one definition is strange, semicolon, right. odd. I guess you could say it's been reclaimed you yes. know, uh, uh, now because that's why initially yeah, they I were think you could say that. Uh, initially they were called that. You know, it's like you're odd or strange. Yes. And then they, re, they you know, they, it's they've been, taken that word back. Yeah, it's been it's been reclaimed. Exactly. And so we're hearing it in modern parlance. In 92, it was probably still being used as a slur. I'm guessing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and not that you couldn't still use it that way today. It's all about the way yeah. you say it, as we learned from. I won't even. Uh, I can't. Now I can't stop saying we're it. Gonna I, get the a G cease, word. We're gonna get a cease and desist if we say his name. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say the G word, uh, Gypsy. Well, now oh, I just oh, said okay. it. Uh, I yeah. thought I thought you were talking about the, the actual guy, uh, the, the actual right wing radio yeah, host. Right. Yeah. So uh, now we're at, at at Thirty Rock NBC at the offices. We're in a waiting room. George is freaking out. Now yeah, he's, he's so nervous. He's sort of like shimmied his way into Jerry's development deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did come up with the idea, but they've just offered this to Jerry, not to George. But so he's sort of like sidled in there. And now he's uh, waiting in the room. And, um, you know, Jerry's trying to calm him down. saying yeah. They're just TV executives, you and know. I-, I did like Jerry's line. He's like, this was your idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And George just comes back with, what idea? I just said something. I didn't know you were going to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, he, you know, he's, he's realizing that it might be kind of dumb. Um, but he's like, they're just TV executives. He's like, they're men with jobs. Jerry, which was a great, <laughs> a great George. I died line. at that. I yeah, died. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, but I mean, he goes on too. Like they wear suits, they have wives and houses, and and these are all <laughs> things that George does not have. Uh, and then Jerry in the hallway sees Joe Davola, who is a writer, and but he's also a total weirdo. Yeah, that we nut. Yeah, yeah, Jerry says nut, and and he he mentions that he's seeing. Elaine Shrink. I don't know how he knows that, but he, he yeah. does mention that here. And I feel like that's pretty confidential. Yeah, I know. Who, who's going to what Shrink? Um, and and it, well, as we learn later, who and who is not on medication? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting, too. This guy is an odd bird. I don't like people that don't follow societal norms where, you know what? Silences are uncomfortable when you're just standing there staring at someone. Yes. Uh, uh, the first thing he says to him is like, hey, Joe. And he like reaches out his hand. He's like, you're under no obligation to shake my hand. It's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't okay. know, just a custom. I think Jerry yeah. says it's just a custom. Uh, and so, and then Jerry's trying to make small talk, and, and Joe's like, you don't have to say anything. It's very off-putting. <laughs> it's, it's really, and he's like, oh, no. And so Jerry's like sort of panicking and looking for some sort of conversation that he's yeah. going to reply to. Or at the very least, some out yeah. to talking to yeah. him at all. So right, that right. he can leave and Jerry can sit back down. For instance, that I'm going to see you soon. At Kramer's party. Yes. I guess you're going to Kramer's yes. thing. And he's like, what? No, he doesn't know about Kramer's <laughs> party. Um, and so well, Why would he's Jerry not bring invited. this up in the first place? D- does he know that Kramer knows Joe Davola? I, I think guess? so. Yeah, it must be the case. Okay, but yeah. what, what a weird thing to bring up to someone that you don't know if they're going to be there or not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it's it's just bad manners, yeah, you know. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. To bring up, up a party that you, you're not entirely sure people, people are invited to. So Joe is... Upset at this this fact, and and kind of then he makes he does make a quick he, exit. He just meanders away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not really saying he doesn't goodbye, say goodbye, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he just got like that crazy look in his eye that he's still dwelling on the fact that Kramer's having a party. Yeah, yeah and didn't invite him. Yeah, and and Jerry is taken aback by this too, and he's like. 
okay, see ya, give my best to Hinckley, uh, which is a reference to the guy who shot Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to look that up. Awesome. Um, and then, so they're, they're getting ready to go into the meeting. Jerry's trying to psych George up. Yeah. But he's like, uh, who are they? They're not better than you. And yeah. George is like, you really think so? Jerry's like, no. Yeah. That was a very sitcom-y thing, which yeah. I was like, oh, uh, you know, I wonder if we're maybe getting meta. It's like, oh, that was a very sitcom-y joke. Like, yeah, they're not better than you. No, they're not better than you. You really think so? Nah. You know, it's like Laugh a... Laugh track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the equivalent we were talking in, during the trip part two about yeah. Kramer's thumbs up being the Seinfeld version of, that went well, or, you know, <laughs> even... And so I felt like it was just too... That was yeah. too sitcom We haven't had a joke like that in a while. I don't know why we didn't get the fade to commercial here. Yeah. You right. know? Right, yeah. But, like, immediately after they disappear, we see them just briefly in the hallway. The secretary opens up the door, and we see the executives stand up. Yeah. Then we get the fade to commercial. Yeah, there's four of them. Jerry and George it, look at each other, such, and then they fade. a weird shot. Like, they yeah. look at each other. I'm like, okay, what... <laughs> What is this? I know. Um, and, but one of those executives... This is bad. <laughs> yeah. It, it, again, very sitcom-y. Um, it, it almost, you almost wanted him to go like, gulp or something like that. Or, or yeah. like, just like tug on their collar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and one of the executives is the great Bob Balaban. Did you recognize him? No, so the main I executive, I guess maybe the president of NBC or whatever. Okay. I don't know if that's who he was supposed to be, but the main guy is is a great comic actor, Bob Balaban, who okay. hangs out a lot with Christopher Guest. He's in a lot of his movies like Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman. Uh, I think he's in that one. Stuff like that, you know. So uh, gotcha, a great improviser gotcha. and, and a very funny guy. But I like, you know, he's one of those funny guys that doesn't look funny. He looks like a normal suit guy, yeah. but he's 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 hilarious. He so. looked like he belonged in, yeah. in an exec role. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so in, when we come back, we're in the meeting, and Stu loves Jerry's parakeet bit, which we've seen him do before, uh, where the parakeet and the wind, it was always bumping into the mirrors and stuff like that. I forget oh, what episode yeah, this was yeah. on, but it references something we've already seen him do in the show, in Jerry's red room at the improv. Uh, and so they want to know if George has ever written anything they might be familiar with. And he says he wrote an off-Broadway. Well, actually, it was an off-off-off-Broadway. Off, off uh, it, it was a comedy about a, a Mexican chef. It was called <laughs> La Cocina. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was sitting there watching this and going like, how is he getting away with this? Because you can see them like writing it down and stuff. And I was like, how is he getting away with it? I'm like, oh, yeah. There's no Google. Yeah, you can't Google did Laco did something called Laco Cena play. Now you could Google it and and find out if oh, if, yeah. a, if a play was running in 1992. But back then, I don't know. Oh yeah, it opened and closed, and yeah, I mean, there's probably not even a New York Times story. You, if you wanted to find a, a <laughs> review of it, you'd have to call the New York Times and say, uh-huh. "Give me this reviewer. Can I come look at the archive?" You know, they weren't online. I was like, oh, very easy to lie back then Man. about big, big, big stuff like yeah. that. He could have like easily have gotten a huge job with NBC yeah, yeah, yeah. off of a lie. La Cocina. Just because he was in a meeting <laughs> with the executives yeah. at the right time with his buddy Jerry. Exactly. Uh, so George uh, is, you know, they start pitching the show and George keeps pitching that it's about nothing. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he's going in yeah, on it. Yeah, all like, in. And you can't, like, you can kind of tell that he might be losing the executives but they're also like really interested in just like what he's saying yeah yeah like maybe they don't get it like and they keep asking questions like that like well there's got to be stories yeah you mean nothing but with stories and he's like no nothing nothing (laughs) like uh, not that they're put off or yeah yeah but they're they're intrigued yeah like they don't yeah like they don't quite understand but they are unfortunately they do understand (laughs) at at that moment uh the secretary comes back in and she's like 
oh, Mr. Dalrymple, you have a message on <laughs> you have a message on line one or something. Yeah, your George, daughter. Or George tries to spell Dalrymple, and he's like, not even close. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Is, is that with a Y? No. Which I want to point out. The captions spell it with oh a Y. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. D a l r y m p l e. Straight up '90s executive power move. Yeah. Tell the dude he's wrong, even when he's even right. Even if he's right. Yeah. Even if he's which, right. Which immediately kills any confidence that George had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jerry keeps trying to save him anyway. Mm-hmm. He he can read a room. You know, George is not reading the room. He's like, he's dying on the hill of nothing. And Jerry's yeah. like, well, I mean, of course there'll be stories. And George doesn't allow him to be saved, <laughs> himself to be saved. He's like, no, no, no stories. Nothing, nothing happens. Yeah, yeah he, what'd you do today? I got up and I came to work. That's a story. Yeah. That's, that's the show. It's like, you, you read, you eat, you go shopping. <laughs> yeah, you read. And, and uh, Doll Ripple's like, you read on the show? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, why not? Well, not like, I actually read on the show. You yeah. Know? And uh, he's like, could you imagine just like a sitcom where like someone's just sitting down reading for 23 minutes? He's like, why am I watching it? He's like, because it's on TV. And and Dal Rimbo goes, not yet. Oh, which I thought was great. Yeah, another awesome power move by Dal Rimple. And George storms out. It says something about artistic integrity. He's not going to sacrifice his artistic integrity. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Jerry has a great physical bit here where he slides forward on the couch. You're like, wow. Almost as though he's going to get up and go with George. George snaps him out out into the hallway. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just sits right back down. He's like, how about this? I manage a circus, <laughs> yeah. and then we get fade to the next. Hilarious! Scene. What a great physical bit by Jerry because he, he he does that slide forward and then, <laughs> but really he's just leaning into the meeting. Like, how about, how this? about this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at Monks later on, which is very visibly Tom's restaurant, the Tom's um, name is oh you can in the see shop. Tom's yeah, and this time yeah you can see wow. Tom's. I know, but that's the second time it's happened, right? Didn't you catch it once before? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it has. So I was like, there's Tom's restaurant, aka Monks. Why not? I guess. <laughs> It was just too expensive to change the sign. You already had three of the letters. All you got to do is get rid of that T and replace it with a, a K <laughs> um, and an N. You need an N in there. And an um, o. Oh, no, you did Yeah, you o. had the OMS yeah. already. Yeah, so even right. if you wanted to say monks, you could have done it. Uh, so, and I love this line from Jerry. <laughs> you know, he was like, artistic integrity, you're not artistic, and you have no integrity. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's unloading like, on like George. Like, George is his friend. Yeah. And he's unloading on <laughs> him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's blown what could be his only shot at, <laughs> you know, I mean, they were, this is kind of, this is what I was going to mention earlier. I remembered that in 1992, like, they were handing out uh, sitcoms to comedians like Candy. Development deals, you know. Oh, what yeah. I mean, Seinfeld sort of kind of kicked that off, but from that we got Home Improvement, we got the Drew Carey Show, we got comedians were like, uh, you know, a, 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 it was were almost. There, like, are there any that you can remember that weren't absolutely iconic? Oh, yeah, Home def- Improvement and the Drew Carey Show are amazing. Are definitely two yeah. giant shows. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. Wh- while Tim Allen Present Day is just a, a total chud, yeah, I, yeah. I love Home Improvement. Oh, same here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, one of the best. And um, but. I could remember, I mean, I think like maybe the Caroline Ray show, you know, or, oh, okay. or, um, you know, the, so stand ups were getting TV shows based on quote unquote their lives. Yeah. And, and it, so it, it was not unheard of, you know, if executives going to comedy clubs and going, let's do something because there'd been proven success, you mm-hmm. know, in, in that arena. 
But this might have been Jerry's shot, and he just blew it yeah. because there was because Tommy was at the comedy club too, yeah. and the exec saw him, and maybe he got a development deal, yeah, you know, maybe. and he's not going to blow it, or his friend's not going to blow it for him. So, and also like while he's going in on George, he says like, "You need a team this was of great. psychiatrists." I'm not talking about the person you go see once eighty well, bucks, uh, yeah, eighty bucks once a week. You need like four or five people constantly yeah. monitoring you. You need to go to Austria where Freud studied, and have you? I, I mean, that was just so. I mean. So eloquent and hilarious. Like, you need a team of psychiatrists <laughs> watching you. All while this is happening, the only thing George can focus on was, oh, that woman executive was kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was I, not I, listening I, to I Jerry I, at all. I think I'm going to give her a call. She might have liked me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, what would ever lead you to believe that? <laughs> no, he was not listening to Jerry at all. Not but is this where bit. he says, I think this is where he's like, I, um, uh, you know, I don't meet many women. He's I meet not, like one or two women a year. He, he says, I meet like three women yeah, a year. Yeah, three women a year. So <laughs> I can understand if there's an opening that you want to you wanna go for it. And so he wants to call her at the office. Jerry, though, has not yet warmed Kramer about the fact that he Joe Devola knows about his party and then he's not invited, so they race to the phone. Um, I don't even think uh, I don't even think we know who wins that race, do we? Uh, we see that George definitely grabs the phone first and he pulls it towards him, but Jerry's trying to pull it towards yeah. him. Yeah, uh, we don't see who wins it, but the next well, not the next scene, but what we'll, we'll, we see who wins it. In a second. Right, right, yeah, um, because we cut to Paris, yeah. uh, a, a hotel room, yeah. we imagine, overlooking and, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and Elaine's just making out with her therapist, I guess, <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah. the therapist, like, uh, pulls out from kissing her, and he's like, he's wondering about a patient of his, I wonder if a patient of mine is taking his medication. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and he's I, worried about this patient, yeah. And it, w- is this is this a famous actor or someone? Is this I someone I should so. know? Not that I recognize. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's not a good actor. Uh, he's, he's, yeah. Yeah. It, it, this was so weird. Yeah. Um, and at this moment, I just wrote down, I'm assuming he's talking about Joe Davola. Right. Right. Cause, cause we didn't have anything, uh, concrete that he is talking about Joe Davola, but since like, they're talking about him being crazy and he's got a Warren Kramer and, and now we get his therapist and Elaine, it was mentioned when Jerry first saw him that yeah. it, he goes to Elaine's therapist as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then in Jerry's apartment, this he's, is what you're talking about. Exactly. He's now telling Kramer about Joe Davola yeah. knowing that he's having a party. So we know that he wasn't able to call. So George got to the phone first to call the woman from NBC. Mm-hmm. And Kramer then says, you know he's on medication. How would Kramer know that he's on medication? I don't know. It, maybe it was just, maybe he just told everybody. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I, I maybe maybe like, he went through a, an episode and then they know that he came out of it on medication or something, you know? Maybe. Like, maybe when he's on medication, he's this, like, happy-go-lucky yeah, dude. And he's maybe. like, yeah, it's all because of yeah. This and he just holds up like his bottle what's of that pills one, or something. What's that one weird medication that Jerry said he took for the voices in his head? I, I'd have to go back and look, but maybe he said oh, he was. Yeah, maybe he said he was on that. Um, but then George, who obviously got at the phone first, enters with Susan. Yeah, uh, we learned the the executive's yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, um, and then they they keep trying to tell Jerry something. First, they're interrupted by a phone call. Um, oh yeah, and boy, it does not get more 1992 than this right? bit right here. Uproarious <laughs> applause for. Jerry. Jerry's takedown of a telemarketer. Yeah, yeah. Because a telemarketer calls, and Jerry's like, oh, yeah, actually, this isn't a great time. Why don't you give me your home number, and I'll call you back. And the telemarketer's like, oh, I I can't do that. Jerry's like, oh, you don't want people calling you at home? Telemarketer's like, no. And Jerry's like, well, I, what does he say? Now you know how I feel. Now you know how I feel. Boop. Yeah. 
got nine yeah. minutes. Standing yes. ovation. Yes. yes. Jerry, 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 Jerry. This episode could have been a half hour long episode if this applause break had been taken out. I mean, it does not get more 92 than that, than that applause for that bit it right was there. so long. Such a long <laughs> applause break. Yeah, yeah. And the Oscar for 1992 Sickest Burn goes to the telemarketer bid from Jerry <laughs> they again start trying to tell Jerry what's going on. Kramer takes a drink out of the fridge, out of a milk carton that it turns out is expired, well past its expiration yeah, date. Like long, uh, long spoiled milk. Yeah. Um, but uh, it seems that Susan from NBC has some good news. Yes. You know, yeah, because yeah. George is like, oh, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead tell and tell him. him. Tell yeah, him. yeah. Uh, but like before she can, uh, Jerry's like, Kramer, are you drinking that? And Kramer does his Kramer m- movements <laughs> and starts like like almost seizing. Yeah, yeah. And he just throws up all over Susan. Yeah, we get like a GoPro shot of of Kramer yeah. like puking on on, or on Susan. Yeah, it almost well, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like POV. It's like a GoPro yeah. shot, like early seventies like horror movie before <laughs> yeah. someone gets murdered. They're the. Yeah, yeah, or like or, or, or not Ted Raimi. Which one's the Sam director? Raimi? Sam Raimi. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking of his brother. Uh, Ted this, Raimi. He has yeah, a Ted, brother yeah, named yeah. Ted. He's usually in his stuff too. It's so weird. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's like Sam Raimi's shaky cam from it's the uh, great value version of Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah, Ted Raimi. He, he kind of is. I mean, we've been talking about Clint Howard. We were talking about Sean Gunn, <laughs> and Ted Raimi is great. A great trifecta in a long line of directors' brothers. Name a more iconic trio. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'll wait. wait. Uh, and so yeah. Yeah, we're in Monks now, and Susan, here's the good news we finally find out. Susan was going to champion the show. She actually liked the idea. Yeah, and uh, she was, um, she was, no, who was saying getting vomited on is a traumatic experience? I I think Jerry says that, either Jerry or George. Because they think they've blown it now that Kramer blew it all over Susan, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, and so the, he, I guess maybe there, you know, someone saying it, it doesn't mean we're out. It doesn't mean we're out, and it's like, well, she was thrown up on. That's you don't come back from that and go, well, maybe those guys are okay. <laughs> you know, one of them is saying that they're definitely done. Uh, Kramer comes in meanwhile, and Joe Devola came after Kramer. Yeah, he fucking kicked him in yeah. the head. Yeah, yeah, on the ground, like he stomped on his head Jesus. on the ground. Kramer happened to be wearing his newly fitted helmet that had a with a newly fitted uh, chin strap on it, and there's a dent that looks like a lead pipe more than a foot, honestly. But I guess I could see maybe it's like I, the I side. Can, of I could definitely see it like being like the, the it's not the, the, the heel. side of the ball of your foot. You yeah, know? yeah. It, it, it's it goes all the way up to maybe where the toes start, like yeah. the arch of your foot. Yeah, yeah. Because it's long. It's not like a a, a small he, he dent just, like a heel. He rocked him. Yeah, yeah. Definitely and, enough to break the helmet for sure. Yeah. And um, Davola says that Jerry's next, according to Kramer, which is terrifying. Yeah, and uh, Kramer tries to grab the coffee creamer, and George sniffs it to make sure that it's okay. It's okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we get a stand-up bit about vomiting on someone and how there's no Hallmark card for it. Eh, yeah, it was okay. Eh. You know, um, you I, wear I, it I well. Did, I did like the line, next time lunch is on me. Lunch is on me. I thought that was great, and I thought he yeah. didn't lean on it the way next time lunch is on me. Or, you know, next time lunch is on me. I don't know. I thought he could have emphasized a different word yeah. to really drive that point home. Because otherwise could it's kind of a better. thinker. Could have been but, better. But, uh, yeah. Uh, then in uh, the apartment, uh, Kramer, uh, Jerry's apartment, Kramer comes in and he is only wearing one 
pant leg. By the way, no applause for Kramer's entrance. He even yeah. kind of does the full Kramer slide, and, and we don't get Nothing. anything. Yeah. yeah, the audience was not feeling the, the bits at this point. Yeah. yeah, the Hello Newman and the Kramer entrance. He, but he's uh, only wearing one pant leg. Yeah, he only put his right pant leg on. He only shaved the right side of his face. Yeah. And Jerry's saying that he thinks it was from the kick from Joe Davola. Yeah, yeah. Which was on his left side. Yeah. Ah, interesting. I just put that together in my head. Um, so... And George comes in, and he's got a dry cleaning bill from Susan. And also, George has a lot of stubble. George has a lot of stubble yeah. at this point. It's very noticeable. Um, Kramer, the Wait, Jerry... it's never explained why. Like, well, the... it is. It is. Yeah, later on in the episode. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Kramer uh, exclaims, Yo, Yoma, which is the first time <laughs> we've heard it. And it's a very funny... That's like a, a, a Seinfeld catchphrase right there. And I never oh, knew... really? I always thought it was like when you saw something... You know, like, surprising. You'd go, yo, yo, ma. Um, but <laughs> I, I didn't know it was just Kramer exclaiming due to his concussion or whatever he's got. Yeah. I had a roommate in college that would say, yo, yo, ma, all the time. Like, we'd, <laughs> we'd be playing GoldenEye or Mario Kart or something, and if, he, if there was, like, a close call, he'd go, yo, yo, ma. Because uh, he was a huge Seinfeld fan as well. Um, and Kramer answers the phone, starts speaking in Italian, or quote-unquote Italian. I don't know if this was actually <laughs> Italian words or if it was just, like, a family guy Italian. beep bop boo beep bop boo oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but Jerry finally gets the phone away from him, and uh, NBC wants another meeting. Amazingly yeah. enough, yeah. And uh, what we're, he's talking before this, uh, George is saying he's angry. He's like, "Yeah, we should take the show to another network." Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry he, Jerry answers the phone, and they immediately start walking to Thirty Rock. Yeah, I guess we can th- be there too. Sure. Yeah, I, I guess someone's like, "Yeah, how quick can you get here?" Yeah, so, yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, so, so they're walking to Thirty Rock. Uh, he said that. Uh, Jerry's watch is always late. Yeah. Uh, so he just decides to take a cab. He throws the watch in the garbage. Yeah, even though it's the one his parents got him. Yeah. He, and at that moment, Uncle Leo! Jerry! Uncle Leo! Yeah, and he starts babbling on about something. Some about pajamas. Guy, yeah, about pajamas. A guy they knew that sold pajamas. Remember, Jerry, he was I used in to the bring pajama you pajamas. Business. Yeah. Um, how, and, how is someone in the pajama business? <laughs> yeah, just pajamas. I don't know. Like. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know, modern day Brooklyn, I guarantee yeah, like there's yeah. some artisan uh, artisan pajamas. Ar- artisan like pajama uh maker. I was just you know? thinking, I was like if I wanted artisan pajamas, I'd go to Etsy right now. Oh, for and sure. I bet you could Google pajamas and there's just the pajama store. And that may be what it's called, the pajama store. And Jerry is is forced to give Leo the brush because he's got this meeting at NBC, he even mm-hmm. tells him and but Leo is of course Offended. Yes. Oh, you go to your meet. No, you got to go. You got to go. No, no, you go. Yeah. So they part ways. Leo retrieves the watch from the trash, amazed that this watch was in the garbage because it looks brand new and and, uh, great. Um, In Kramer's apartment, he is supposed to go to court with Newman. Uh, which is really all that happens in that little scene. Yeah, uh, Kramer just forgot about it. And yeah, he, oh yeah. He, he answers the door, he's got like uh, the shaving cream on yeah. his face, yeah. Uh, and and Jerry was going to make it, he was like, I gotta go to the doctor, Jerry's going to take me, but anyway, he's going to go to court yeah. instead, and, I guess. And Newman says that Kramer would be dead without his yeah. helmet. Like, he, he goes on a tirade. Yeah, here. yeah, so he owes him. Yeah. Um, and another stand-up bit, this is a classic Jerry Seinfeld bit, I definitely remember this one from like, I'm telling you for the last time, or, Th- this or sign one, language. This one was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, rather than stop doing the things that might crack our head open we invent the helmet to you know we're not going to stop our head cracking ways we're going to invent something that is make it less likely for us to crack our heads when we do them and he was like and the only thing dumber than that is the helmet law which seeks to protect a head that won't even protect itself from its head cracking ways 
make them wear a helmet, you know. So uh, he says it a lot better than I do. He's Jerry Seinfeld, but it it is a funny, (laughs) classic Jerry Seinfeld bit. Uh, At NBC, uh, George, here's where he explains that he doesn't feel like he looks good. He didn't have time to prepare. You know, last time they were in suits. Now he's just in his norm core, his George core uh, getup. And he's, yeah. Does he explain why he didn't shave, though? He's off his shaving schedule. He had to shave yesterday afternoon. that's right. And normally he shaves in the morning or night. because of the meeting yesterday? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Was there NBC meeting the day before? Yes. I don't think think that timeline is established. It It might have been because... Yeah, because if they're in monks after the meeting, mm-hmm. he calls Susan, he meets her, brings her up to Jerry, she gets puked on, and then the next day is, Maybe. is this. So yeah, yeah I, I think that's probably uh, a good a good case. So he and, ha- and that would explain why he's off his shaving yeah, schedule. Yeah, he's off his shaving schedule. Okay. Um, and then Jerry is jumpy about Joe Devo- yeah, running he, into Joe Devola Yeah, he's again. terrified yeah. of him. Um, but like he's like sinking down in the couch. Yeah, yeah. there's like, Joe. Is that Joe Devola? <laughs> yeah. He asks George to be a little more flexible on, oh, on, on the nothing <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, George still, he's like, no, yeah. I'll, I'll be a little more flexible. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the courthouse, Newman's, uh, they're, they're trying to come up with a story about Newman's story about why he was pulled over for speeding. And he, he mentioned that he was rushing to save his friend from committing suicide. And they're trying to come up with a reason why that might have <laughs> been the case. And Kramer says... Because I never had an air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they argue about whether you whether sleeping in a hot room makes you want to kill yourself. Jesus. Uh, and I mean, we're in a hot room right now. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it is miserable sleeping when it's it's hot and you can't uh, do yes. anything about it. It's yes. really they really hit the hammer. I've on never the nail. I've never wanted to end it all yeah, because yeah. of that though. But you are like, I'm. What's the point in trying to sleep because I'm not going to, and I'm going to be miserable tomorrow. That's all you can think about. You're just miserable yeah. in, in a hot room like that. But then Kramer comes up with the brilliant idea. I was never able to become a banker and (laughs) newman likes it for some reason i guess they're in a hurry uh back at nbc in the meeting george's tune has totally changed about story and characters and and now there's going to be so much story and he says uh story is the foundation of all entertainment you must have a good story otherwise it's just masturbation yeah 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 (laughs) which jerry's like did you have to uh, you know jerry's look here he just looks at him he's like are are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now you do this? <laughs> yeah. You do this now? Yeah, and all, but also, like, why say a word like that in mixed company, like, you know, in professional mixed company? Um, and, and characters, he brings up all the characters they'll be. And um, then back at court, there's a cop testifying, corroborating Newman's story, which mm-hmm. we already knew that he said he was rushing home to, with, with a little bit more, you know, there's funny details about Newman being, um, how would you describe him? Sniveling. Oh, I guess, yeah yeah, 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 begging for his life, yeah, essentially. He, Newman opens the door, and he's, like, hugging the <laughs> yeah, cop yeah. around his ankles. He's like, please, my friend's going to die! My friend's going to yeah, die! Yeah. Uh, at this point, he uh, wrapped his arms around my legs, and, you know, I mean, yeah. the cop is, like, describing it in a very funny way. Um, and then back at NBC, they say wanna, they want to be in the Jerry Seinfeld business. They want to, yes. let's, let's do business. We want to be in business. Um, they would like to get a copy of La Cocina. <laughs> Uh, which then George makes another lie up about, um, which is that it, he lost his files in a move. Yeah, and I guess that was the only copy of La Cocina. Um, and I, what did what brought up that uh, someone says something about judgment? And Su- uh, Bob Balaban says, you know what? And I also I really put a lot of trust in Susan's judgment because Susan did champion that, the show. That's what it is. And yeah. then, like at the same time, Jerry and George both speak and. 
Uh, George says, that's a pile of judgment right that's there. That's a pile of judgment, And Jerry yeah. says, that's judgment with earrings <laughs> on. Judgment with earrings. What, yeah, what does yeah. either of those mean? <laughs> she's all, she's the personification she's of judgment. She's all judgment. Yeah, all judgment. Meanwhile, this is a woman that George is trying to date, and he's <laughs> yeah. saying she's all pile. 100% judgment. Well, he, he describes her as a pile. <laughs> a pile of judgment. <laughs> yeah, that's not how a woman wants to be described. You look like a pile. Like... Um, <laughs> But I like the Bob. I like Bob Balaban's again power move here. Let's make a pilot. Yeah, I love that phrasing. All right, let's make a pilot. You know, just it's just that easy. Just you know, when he says it, it gets done. Like let's they, make a they've pilot. They've got the resources. Yeah. you're coming in here begging for scraps. Yeah. When he says let's make a pilot, boom, you're good. Let's you're make gold. a pilot. All right, let's yeah. make a pilot. Um, back in court, Newman's on the stand now, uh, talking about how he was on his way to do charity for the blind. Ch- charity work for the blind for the lighthouse. Yeah. Did you I'm, catch that? Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing is the lighthouse like some sort of uh, charity organization for know. the blind? It I seems like. I want to say, is the lighthouse the people that like read to the blind? Maybe. I think they but, might. You know, like they, said, they read the newspaper or they read not. They you know you can you can get stuff. They would read. To, I don't know. Maybe. But he was saying he was playing Parcheesi with a blind man yeah, when he got yeah. the phone call that his friend was not doing so well. Yeah. Because uh, he, he had been real depressed lately because he couldn't become a banker. Yeah. He, he just got turned down by his third bank in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Kramer yells out Yo-Yo Ma once again, <laughs> which I'm wondering if that's sort of like some sort of reset in his brain because he doesn't do so well when he's on the stand later on. So I wonder if Yo-Yo Ma is like like in Memento, oh. whenever someone would make a noise and, and all of a sudden he would forget. Like um, I wonder if Yo-Yo Ma is his indication that he's just forgotten the last five minutes or whatever. Maybe, uh, yeah. Kramer's memento moment. <laughs> memento moment. Uh, back at NBC, <laughs> Jerry and George are celebrating. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, now we got to write this thing. Yeah. You know, uh, Susan comes out into the lobby to congratulate them. Uh, Jerry gets a phone call, and it's his mom, <laughs> which is hilarious, him at the NBC office. <laughs> yeah, because she heard that he was rude to <laughs> Uncle Leo. Yeah, yeah. She has gone through the NBC phone tree. Yes. My son Jerry is there having a meeting right now, and. Some page has called another page, and they have tracked him down to what waiting room he's going to be in. Yes, and he's and his mom has like, gotten a hold of hey, him to have, yell at him. Have you seen Jerry yeah. Seinfeld around? Do, you, do we have a Seinfeld on the log today? Oh yeah, he's on the the twentieth floor. Okay, twentieth floor. Do you know who's meeting with? Uh, no, nope. uh, I don't know. Call up there to that page. All right, hey, yeah, Jerry. Okay, we have him. On, yeah, I mean, there was a huge ordeal. You'd imagine. Yeah, you can't just call that waiting room phone. <laughs> you can't just call. It's not listed from Florida. You can't just call NBC <laughs> like a specific waiting room. Yeah, in yeah, NBC. yeah. You have to. Call the main switchboard, and somehow they still put Jerry Seinfeld's mom through from Florida, which is just hilarious. I mean, it's just a hilarious gag that they don't even they don't even dwell on. But I no. loved it so much that like my mom, no, I was not rude to Uncle, and she's calling him about something that could have waited. Oh, I, I sure. love it. You know, yeah, she um, could have called him at home <laughs> later that night. Yeah, uh, and George, by the way, does set up a date with Susan, um, and, but then is like, you he know, pays her for the dry. Yeah, cleaning. oh, when you sent us the dry cleaning bill, I thought you know there was probably no chance. She's like, oh, don't worry. He's like, but you know what? No, we all chipped in. Here's the 18 bucks for the dry cleaning. And then um, he's like, you know, so the date settled. And then she walks away. And then the only thing you can think about is he, he gets angry that she took the money. Can't believe she for took the, the money. Dry cleaning. Can't believe she took the money. Yeah. And, Jer- <laughs> and Jerry's like, well, what did you want her to do? He insisted. And, 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 jo- and George is like, I wanted her to say no. Jerry's like, you insisted she <laughs> yeah. take it. Yeah. Uh, down at Monks, uh, we find out that they're offering thirteen thousand dollars because oh, they're yeah. very excited. Yeah, because what do you think? Fifty, sixty? Yeah, thirteen thousand dollars. What for each of us? No, for both. For both. So, yeah. so what is that? Six, six five? and a half. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, and then George, who he's harped so, on this he's before. hung up on how much money Ted, <laughs> Ted Danson, Danson makes. Yeah. Made, Ted Danson makes $800,000 an episode. Which is actually amazing, considering that. Yeah, back I mean, in 92? In 92, yeah, I mean, that's. Damn. Considering later on, like, all the friends were getting a million an episode. Like, that seems to be where we've topped out. Like, you know, I, I don't know. The Big Bang Theory people might have been making more of that towards think, the I end. They, I think they make a million. Uh, yeah, do, do, do any of them make more Parsons? Maybe I mean I know. No, that I, I think they make a million. They make a million. I, okay, I, I think they topped at a million so that everyone else could, could catch up right. and then make a million. So that that uh, what is his name? Kunar? Kum, not not uh, Kumar, but you know you know what I mean. But so the lesser characters could make the same amount. I don't remember as, his name. Yeah, I think Kunar. Man, it's something like that. Yeah, look, it up. look it up. Look it up. Kunal Nayar. There we go. Yes. Nayar. I was I was mold I was you're, merging you're, his name into one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. Kunal Nayar. There we I'm, go. I'm probably not pronouncing it uh, so, so, with uh correct. So he could make a mill, you know, and oh, along easily. with Jim Parsons yeah. and Johnny Galecki and Kaylee Cuoco probably. Yeah. Um so yeah, so but it's interesting that even now we've only barely topped out People still can't make more than a million an episode. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, that's still a really good figure. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yes. But, I mean, the money is, you know, the money is definitely there. But it, it, the Ted Danson was making 800000 an episode for Cheers in 92. Yeah. That's, to, that's towards the end. That's amazing. Yeah. But I, this was a great back and forth yeah. with Jerry and George. <laughs> uh, uh, Jerry's like, who's he? Jerry's like, he's, <laughs> he's somebody. Someone. You're nobody. I'm better than him. You're, You're worse. Yeah. Much Worse. Why him, not me? He's talented. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Jerry's answering all these rhetorical questions in rapid fire, just as 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 soon as George can throw one out, yeah. he answers it, which is great. <laughs> um, but then Jerry peeks outside and he sees Joe Davola. Yes, and that's that's it. Like yeah. they, they both like hunker down yeah. in their seats. And then we cut to Rome. I think it's Rome. Was this Rome? It looked like Rome. Is it Rome? Because I thought it was still France, and for oh. a second I thought this was Notre Dame. And oh, I'm like, timely. Oh, oh, that would have oh. been. I believe because they mentioned London is where the postcard came from. They're in Paris. I think they're traveling all around Europe. I'm going to okay. say it was something in Rome, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe. But they're but still doing the same thing. They're still Ma- making out on making a balcony. Making out in front of a window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, all, that's all they're doing this whole vacation. And then the, the shrink is again like, I'm, I, I forgot to leave an extra prescription for my patient's medication, the patient I've been worrying about. Yeah. Um, and uh, Elaine looks pissed. She, she looks yeah, upset yeah. that he can't take his mind off of this. Yeah. And I noticed they're only shooting Julia Louise Dreyfus from the stomach up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's still on maternity leave at mm-hmm. this point. So, and we're, we're still not seeing very much of her in an episode. The fact exactly. that we got her, at, you know, to work at all is pretty interesting. But yeah, um, ben, back at Monks, a cop walks in. What luck! And this was. <laughs> did you recognize this guy? No. I believe, and I'm going to say it just definitely is. It's Tackleberry from the Police Academy movies. Are you, have you ever seen any of those? No, I haven't. I, as a kid, if my parents were like going out for the night and I got to rent a movie, Police <laughs> Academy, any one of the sequels. Now, the first one was rated R, so I wasn't always able to rent that one. I did end up seeing it when Ooh. I was a kid, I know. Uh, and then the second one was PG-13, but then after that, I think they were all PG. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just the height of you. Steve Gutenberg. Funniest man on the planet. <laughs> the sound effect guy who you've met as well. Yeah, who's come yeah. to the station before. I forget his name. Michael, Michael Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. I mean, just the funniest. But then this guy also played a cop who loved guns. And he had like a huge... He, he oh, had like... Uh, yeah, he, he loved heavy firepower. And his name was Tackleberry. Um, so it's interesting that he's typecast as a yeah. cop. I guess he looks like a cop. Interesting. Um, he walks in and um, he... He's, he'll, he agrees to walk Jerry out after he gets a muffin. Yeah, he's like, because uh, there's a yeah, guy just, outside. Just let me get a muffin. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he gets hungry and orders a sandwich. Yeah, Jerry sees him with a menu. He's yeah. like, does he have a... Ta- talking to the yeah. waitress, yeah. 
And then Jerry goes up and is like, are, are you ordering food? Yeah, I got hungry. Yeah. All of a sudden, he gets hungry. Um, <laughs> and so George and Jerry are stuck there. Uh, down at court, down yeah, at the courthouse again. A muffin, oh, yeah. a muffin can be very filling. A muffin filling. can be very filling. I, I'll agree with Jerry. A yeah. muffin can be very oh, filling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially a big diner muffin. Yeah, like, yeah. That, like that and a coffee. Oh, They can yeah. be very heavy, very yeah. dense, depending on what you're getting. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. And I love that Jerry's, he's like, well, he got hungry. And George says, a muffin can be very filling. He's like, that's what I told him. I think, I, or, or at least George echoes that line uh down at court newman uh goes down to his suspenders like he's a movie lawyer like, like an old he's a old southern lawyer. Yeah, yeah yeah like what's the name not perry mason maybe perry mason um who am i thinking of andy griffith oh i have no idea matlock like matlock <laughs> yeah i think new yeah um and uh, kramer's on the stand yep. And he's, you know, Newman's being very dramatic about asking these questions to Kramer. Uh, but Kramer loses the angle, I think, from his Yo-Yo Ma memento reset. Um, <laughs> and Newman freaks out on him the fact that he can't remember mm-hmm. the fact that he wanted to be a banker and that that's why he was sad and he was going to commit suicide. Kramer's <laughs> looking at him like he's making this up right now. Oh, yeah. Even though they talked about it already. Yeah. Uh, but the, the judge just bangs the gavel. <laughs> yeah. That'll be $75. Yeah. Newman falls over. Kramer falls over. The flag falls <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, and back at Monk's, it's getting dark now, and the cop is ordering coffee. Well, yeah, hold up. It's dark in the B-roll? Yeah. It's not dark whenever you see outside the window that, whenever I did they're inside. That. Yeah, yeah. You caught that? Well, I did. In some shots, it looks like they darkened the outside it's, it's a little da- bit. It's darkened, but not nearly as dark as what the B-roll was outside. Right, right. And yeah, like, and how hard is that to match? And it seems like it's not as dark. When they're in the booth, it's dark. When they're in the wide shot of the diner, it's not dark anymore. Exactly. I did notice that. Yeah, and yeah. Apparently, it's still only been 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now the cops are coffee. De- I was definitely expecting it to be much longer, <laughs> yeah. like an hour or two. Um, and which is going to add another 10 minutes to the thing. And Jerry's still like, what do you do? You know, and also, the cop was only going to go out there until he could hail a cab. I think this cop could have taken the time. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, to, to help Jerry out. To help out a citizen mm-hmm. who might get beat up by a crazy guy. Yeah. And who knows, he might even arrest a crazy guy in the process. Exactly. Maybe that's why he thought he was like, you know what, my lunch is going to be ruined by this. I'm going to have to cuff a guy and arrest him and take him down to the thing. I'm not going to get a lunch. So maybe that's what he was thinking. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, At that moment, uh, Kramer and Newman walk in and the cop walks out. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Uh, George yells to Jerry that his bill is $11 for a muffin, a sandwich, and a coffee. <laughs> yeah. I, I, for a second, I had thought the cop had stuck his bill with Jerry. Yeah, yeah. But I guess Jerry just got the same exact thing. Exact same thing, yeah. While and, the cop was ordering it, too. Like, yeah. all right, I guess I'll get all the same <laughs> stuff. Uh, and yeah, Newman and Kramer come in. The cop is writing Newman another ticket on his car. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jerry says, you know, as they're walking out, I'm, I think this would be a good idea for the pilot. <laughs> you know, maybe this uh, would be a good idea for the pilot, this whole thing. Um, meta, again, kind of, because we Whoa. are watching an episode play out that Jerry was like, this would be a good idea for a show. Whoa. I know. Yeah. Um, and then we get, this is the last stand-up bit, right? That's the end of the yeah, episode. Wow, it. we made it. Um, about oh. traffic school and how the teacher who teaches traffic school has no incentive not to speed. Because he's always on his way to traffic school. Um, so that was pretty funny. Yeah. And instead of uh, going to traffic court or going to traffic school for punishment, the punishment should just be to sit in traffic. Yeah, you're sentenced to traffic. Five people follow you around and go very slow all the time. You're on your way to Vegas, which was a weird reference for a New York comic to make because yeah. people from L.A. might be familiar with that long desert stretch from L.A. to Vegas, which yeah. is not very it's not very long but and very desolate. It's like a 45-minute, hour-and-a-half drive, right? That's what I've heard, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it's empty. It's like all... But it's just a nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. So he referenced that instead of like, 
I don't know, 95 or some other deserted East yeah. Coast highway. Or go upstate. Yeah, upstate, exactly. Somewhere on your way to Rome or go, Utica. Go, go to the Hamptons. <laughs> yeah, the Hamptons. Yeah. Uh, something like that. And there's five people driving around you like, ah, oh, come on. So uh, that's a funny, absurd bit. Yeah. I liked, I liked that. So, And we did it. We reached the end of the episode. Oh, uh, now, I remember we, uh, we were talking earlier before uh, about you thought this episode was kind of a drag because I felt like when I, wa- when, I, uh, when I loaded it up, I was it- like, Oh, God, 46 minutes, that's right. It's and then not, I thought it was very fast-moving. It's not that I felt the whole thing was a drag. It just took a long time to watch and take notes for it. Yeah, that's yeah. That's it. And the the fact that I didn't start it until uh, 8.30 didn't help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm just, like, sitting At there. At night, like, yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. end already. And I wish there was a way. I w- if we had more time, I wish that, you know, because it's an, it's an odd way for you to watch these episodes the first time. Stopping it and taking notes and rewinding. Yeah. It's like I wish you could watch it all the way through once, and then and go then back and watch it again. Go watch it again and take notes, and then maybe a third time or whatever. You know, oh, like man. if this were our full time job, which maybe God willing, one day with all you Patreons out there, uh, <laughs> will will eventually. Um, you know, that would be the way for you to watch it. So I hope when this is all over or whatever, you'll go back and check out an episode. Maybe, yeah. Just just as a viewer, yeah. Instead I'd, of a, I'd rather like that. than a critic, I'd yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah. I can already do that for the first three seasons if I want to. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you see it on TBS or something, I, I, I would just <laughs> leave it on and see what you think of it and then, and then let us know. All right. Uh, do we want to come up with a better description? What do we got? Uh, Jerry's approached by network executives and asked to create a new television show. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That, I love it. I yeah. mean, we don't need the, anything about the B storyline no. with Kramer and yeah, Newman the, or Joe this, DiBola. This yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, okay, what was our homework? Oh. Uh, we've got to look up and see if there's a toilet paper museum. Toilet paper museum. Uh, we got to look up. Uh, Think co- again, Mojambo. <laughs> okay. And uh, was that it? Was it just those two? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the Toilet Paper Museum and Think Again, Mojambo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all right, well, next episode is season four, episode four, The Wallet. Original air date, September 23rd, 1992. And Tim, we get back to the novelization of episode oh, wow. descriptions. Oh, wow. Are you ready for this? I'm thing? ready. <clears throat> I gotta, you know, I'm just gonna take a drink of water before. This. <laughs> I hope there's guest stars. I hope there's a cast list at least. Mm-mm. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> Jerry must be at his most creative when he has to explain to his visiting parents why he isn't wearing the watch they once gave him, a timepiece that Jerry discarded in a trash can, <laughs> and <laughs> pal George stupidly throws away the pair's fledgling series commitment from a TV network. Jesus Christ! Throws away? Yep. Wow. Yep. I wonder what that means. I don't know. Like literally, or he throws away his chances figuratively. And, and pal George, pal George, I loved, I do love that. <laughs> throws away the pair's fledgling series commitment from a TV network. Okay. Why? Why is this a thing? I'm willing to bet as long as this description is, we'll be able to come up with a better one next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. And also, <laughs> how interesting! Like, so we've gotten two episodes in a row that were part one and part two. Um, and you know, so full hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I think is a, it's, it's a continuation. There's an arc. It doesn't, it's not going to stand alone. You have to have seen Jerry yeah. throughout that watch. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, the next episode also is a continuation of the, that. The, the episode after the wallet is the, the watch. watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what a very interesting way to wow. start the season. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. for no hugging, no learning. Yeah. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. Be good.